Welcome to the fittest podcast in Oakland, where your favorite coaches talk everything to help make you a better person inside and outside the gym. Back again to solve one of the biggest problems we all have. How do we trick? I mean, convince, support, change the people we love and the people we care about fitness habits. In this episode, you'll get all the tips on how to help the people around you get into fitness. So sit back, listen up, and enjoy. Just fine. Right. Just fine. That's why we turned it on. So. You ready? I'm ready. Good. Sort of. That was a hard workout. <laughs> <laughs> we just yes. finished working out, you guys, and uh, you're going to love it. It's a good one. It's a fun one. Yeah. Uh, so today, we're going to give you all the tips and tricks to entice, trick, or change the people you care about's fitness habits. <laughs> or at least we're gonna empathize with you. <laughs> Cause we all, I mean, let's define, we all have those people in our life that we're very close to that aren't on the same fitness journey as we are, or health journey, um, I suppose you could call it. And this is, this is a total judgment-free zone. It's just basically, having those people in your life where you're like, I wish they would, I wish they were doing this with me. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'd be really fun to do this together. Or I worry about the health of my, my friend, coworker, family member. And I have, especially us, like the, not especially, but I mean, we have the knowledge. We has the knowledge. We've, we've decided that this is our life's work and yet we can't sometimes help the people that are closest to us. And it's just, it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The best visualization I've ever heard of this is the teardrop. So you take a teardrop or raindrop. And it's that big... Ben's making a teardrop. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's good, starts pod a... good podcasting. Um, With his fingers. He made a teardrop. Yes. Envision it. So you have 5% of people who just have it all figured out. They've had it figured out since birth. They got the fitness thing down. They wouldn't even come to the gym with us. They do it on their own. They're the, the freaks of the world, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, then you have the 10 to 15%, which is us for the most part. Probably you listening to this, probably you go to the gym with us. You got it kind of figured out, but you need help and guidance and kind of pushing and pointing you in the right direction. But you're, you're doing the things. You're trying at least, you're doing the things. Then there's the 60% of us who sometimes get on the bandwagon, sometimes get off the bandwagon, sometimes do the right thing, sometimes fall for the next 30 day challenge, sometimes buy all the groceries, then make all the groceries go bad, all of that. And then you have the last, what is that? 10 to 20%, which is the people who, they'll, they'll never change. 
they are they they're the ones that smoke the three packs of Marlboro Lights a day, the um the whiskey to wake up in the morning, folks. The you know the ones that you're like, jeez, like they just let's put a vegetable in their house, folks. Um, and we'll kind of talk on strategies to help all of those people, yeah, in some way, shape, or form. So. Yeah, and again, this isn't a judgment. It's just, and everybody, we've all been here, at, at, unless you're the, well, I don't know who those people are you're talking about that have it all figured out, but <laughs> for mere mortals, we've all had those, even if we're not in it right now, those seasons of kind of making unhealthy choices. Mm -hmm. like maybe when you were in college or, you know, whatever, you, maybe you had a really unhealthy eating habits as a kid or whatever. Um, we've all been there. So there's a lot of empathy here. Um, and I, I think that's what it is. I think it's taking that empathy and then expanding it into, I not only know what it is to feel unhealthy, but I know all the benefits of feeling healthy. Um, a lot of people want to be healthy, but really what they want is to either look better or maybe lose weight, which is great. Great goal. We've talked about that before, but all those other benefits that we know because we've done this and we know what happens when we stop doing this and we see the people in our lives that are missing out on all these benefits and it's really hard it's hard mm -hmm. and that's part of the empathy it's like you know they could be so much better or they could be happier or they could be um in less pain mm -hmm. you know? and that that means emotional pain mental pain physical pain all the pains exactly yeah and that's the key so, so, yeah. So, uh, what do you, what do you want to do? You want to talk about, um, some examples of maybe, yeah. you, I mean, th the best example we have, I think I just spent an hour with this morning, your dad. <laughs> well, I wouldn't even go to him yet. Oh, okay. Um, because I think there's an easier one than my dad. My dad's a weird one, but we'll get to him. No, I mean, but okay. So, but we'll, we'll talk about it. So maybe you want to go back to your teardrop. Um, if somebody's drinking whiskey for breakfast. So actually I wouldn't even go to those people yet. Um, the first thing I would do is be who you are. Uh, cause that's the easiest to do. <laughs> so what I mean by that is be the role model and it doesn't mean anything crazy. It doesn't mean changing anything, but it means you keep going in the gym and coming back feeling better. You keep putting vegetables in the pasta when nobody's looking. You keep going to bed at a reasonable hour when you could stay up and watch movies all night. You keep a water bottle with you all the time. And tricks and things like that, that people just start to take notice of. It's that, that little bit of role modeling. Um, it's actually how most of us understood the importance of reading or learning. Um, we picked it up from our parents just reading to us and watching our parents read the morning newspaper or watching, you know, how they read and learn and develop. Um, it's one of the biggest things for little kids. I had a conversation with a dad yesterday and that's what he talked about. He's like, I don't care that my kid can't read yet. I care that she enjoys reading time and enjoys creating the habit of reading. So I think when you start to show like how something is important to you and how you do it all the time, it'll start to rub off on the other people. 
Yeah, so a couple of examples of, of family members, especially if you're not living with them. So you go to visit, or they maybe they're visiting you. Keep up your healthy habits. So if your parents are visiting you, get up and go to the gym. They don't have to do anything differently. They can sit in your living room and have coffee, but they see you doing it, and they see that habit. Or, um, oh, God, I remember doing this all the time, going to visit my um, my family of origin who aren't exercisers, and we'll get back to that. And, and going out on a, on a run or even walking someplace instead of d going in the car. And it's like, oh, she's so weird. She's doing that weird thing again. Well, yeah, you might think it's weird, but, you know, just don't say anything. Please don't be judgmental about what you're doing or what's the word I want where you kind of lord it over people. Like, don't, that's high, high, high horse, whatever. Just be that person. Just be your, your healthy self. Yeah, you're not better than anybody for being the healthy self. No. Because <laughs> you can also take it too far. Like, if you don't eat like a normal person at the potluck. <laughs> or you, you can backfire. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Cool. So, All right, um, I like that. So role modeling. Yeah. And there's lots of little ways to do that in your daily life. Like, I love the ordering water at a restaurant. Yep. My son, Davis, as a lot of you guys know, he he always does that, no matter what. Like, it's okay, order whatever you want. It's a special occasion, whatever. No, I'm good with water. And it always makes me think twice, like, oh, I should just be drinking water, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And whether I do it or not, it's it's a great behavior to model. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's easy, and also no one's going to look at you too weird for that one. No. Um, the other way you can... You can do that. And I've seen it actually at the gym. It's pretty funny. It was one of the most adorable things I saw recently. A client had their parents visiting in town. They came and kept the routine, as Robin said. And their parents were on a morning walk and snuck into the edge of the gym, stared in, watched them, kind of got all parent googly-eyed, and then walked away. Yeah. But you know that you just showing people that stuff helps. And I think that's one thing you don't have to be like obnoxious about it. You don't have to be anything about it. You can just be you. And maybe it's taking the pictures on the hike or showing your successes um, with a lift or whatever it is for you. And that can be how you kind of like show and demonstrate and kind of prove to other people that, hey, if you just do little things, it'll make you feel better. Because sometimes that's that's what they talk about when they talk about that 60% is they just need an event or something to click and change in their brain. And it's, it's it can be the doctor saying, you must do X. It can be they find success in Y. It can be the significant other and the peer pressure. It can be a new community and connection. It can be a whole bunch of different things. Um, that causes that change in them. And this is probably going to go back to modeling, but also moving forward into little things that you can um, get your your family and, and friends to do is everybody thinks of the pain, right, of exercise. It's going to be hard or eating well. It's going to taste bad. It's going to be this. It's like they always go, yeah, I know I should do that, but... But I would think focusing on the positives and giving those little successes is what's going to get people like take them uh, on a little walk. Like, let's go down to the coffee shop two blocks away and I'll get you a coffee or whatever. And oh, let's drive. No, let's walk. 
Oh, really? Yeah, it's only two blocks. It's going to be fine. Do not take them on a death march where they can't feel their feet anymore because then they're going to, it's going to reinforce that, you know, um, this is painful. This is hard. I can't do this. It's, it's not for me. Little successes, little things like the water ordering or let's have tea instead of a beer. Like let's go to coffee instead of to the bar. Um, bringing something really good and healthy to the potluck dinner or the family dinner or making something and be like, oh, this is actually really good. Um, those kind of things, like making the positives and reinforcing them, but little, little bits. And again, meeting someone where they are. Like you, you talked about the teardrop, like know where you're meeting somebody. Mm -hmm. you know, like don't bring them to CrossFit if they can't walk across the parking lot without breathing hard. I mean, we could even make that work. Let's let's not go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. But that's a big jump for a lot of people. Well, and it it misses all the little things that you could have done before that are way enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Like the all that Robin just talked in my head just started springing. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's fun. Oh, mm -hmm. that's fun. Like <laughs> I guess Siri wants to have fun. Siri really wants in on this conversation. Um, so like the walk. Like, how many times have you been on a walk with somebody you like? And how much more fun is it than riding in a stuffy Uber or awkward? Yeah. Like, that's one. Um, we talked coffee, tea. That's connection. Yeah. So it, it's all that. Um, you know, you talked bringing food. I'll talk cooking food. Like, cooking with someone can be a lot of fun. Yes. And and, and you can do that with your kiddos, too. Like, you know, we, we're talking maybe more adults, but kids, too. Like, yeah. you want to start stringing healthy habits to kids. Show them how to cook. And, you know, I, I get it. It'll probably take three times as long and, and probably twice as much cleanup. But them seeing and being part of that can be way more beneficial in the long run. Oh, yeah. Um, and help them develop those healthy habits of, oh, yeah, we, we cook dinner. We, we do these things. And, and healthy doesn't mean it tastes bad. It exactly. doesn't, healthy doesn't have to mean it's harder. It, you know, again, you've got to bring those benefits in. That's just the way the brain works. Mm -hmm. right? And yeah. then another one is the grocery shopping, like go together and like, and, and, and kind of force them around the outside, the perimeter of the mm -hmm. grocery store, you know, the thing we mm -hmm. always talk about, like you could just hang out there and go, Oh, that, that aisle looks too busy, <laughs> you know, and just kind of peruse the perimeter. And all of a sudden the, they might pick up on that, you know? When my kids were little, I mean, believe me, I didn't do all the things right, but um, we would talk about um, food versus fun. Like, oh, I want that thing. And like, let's say it's a, some sort of candy. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, okay, you can pick out one fun thing. That's not food though. You know, the, the gummy bears aren't food. You know, they're fun. It's fun to have a little treat. Yes. But that's not going to be a replacement for real food. And so we would talk about that a lot. And I wouldn't say no to it. I would just say, let's put it in this bucket. Like, this is a healthy dinner. This is something you do for fun. You go to someone's birthday party and you have cake. That's You're celebrating them. Are you getting nutritious food in your body? No. But you're having fun and it's okay. So mm -hmm. we would kind of uh, define that. And you can do that with, with your grown-up loved ones too. Be like, hey, I would love to get that. Oh, we were just talking with Britt about donuts. Like, yeah, we'd love to have that donut. Let's go for a long hike and then let's hit that donut shop at the end of the trail. Mm -hmm. You know, then then there's, first of all, there's a correlation, but you're also kind of educating a little bit. Exactly. 
And it's not about earning the donut. That is not what I meant. It's more about this is a healthy activity. This is something fun we do together. It's it's compromise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it, it you know, it's not about earning, but sometimes to, when they're a beginner and earning works, let it ride. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like I think back to earning TV time. You know, was it the best thing? No, but did it force me to do my homework and do my chores so I could sit there and do it? Yeah. Well, and and I would argue, you know, there's a balance there. My, yeah. With my kids, it was video games. But yeah. It was like, that was the way they kind of de-stressed. And that mm-hmm. was kind of the way that they got out of the go, go, go of their schedule. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't think it was necessarily a bad thing. As long as it was balanced with, you have to, if you want to do one hour of video games, you need to do one hour of either uh, physical activity or play an instrument or something. Yeah. And just balance that out. And I think people can do that too. Like, I love to watch my Netflix or whatever it is that they love. But spend that at least that equal amount of time being physically active, whatever Mm -hmm. that means for you. And that's another thing. Robin used that term balance. I will will say that's the goal. But when you have people starting out, don't look for balance. Be completely out of balance. Like, and I mean this by like, um, pick the easiest win and that's it. Don't try and overdo it. Don't try and get them to 50-50. Don't try and get them anywhere. I wouldn't say don't balance. That's still balancing. You're still tipping the scales a little bit to the other way. Like if if someone's completely sedentary and you get them to go walk and have a cup of coffee with you, you're already shifting that balance. So you're already creating balance. So, And then you can start to um, introduce that. Because telling someone that you shouldn't be sitting around, you're lazy, and or that's what they hear, mm-hmm. that's going to derail them as well. And just be like, it's really important for you to relax and sit. But it's also really important for you to move your body. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be like the, the balance that we seek of like um, the three to four days a week. It can be... 15 minutes. Well, we just said meet people where they are. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. You, you got to look at that. Yeah. That, that's and that's a, another thing that will derail people. I mean, we've heard the, all of the excuses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them is I don't have time to go to the gym every day. It's like, and it always cracks me up. It's like, I'll tell you this really quick story. I remember my sister, I'd be like, Oh, I need nutrition, nutrition. I need to lose weight. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, well, if you ever want to talk about nutrition, that's all I said. If you ever want to talk about it, you know, if only there was someone who knew, you know, I was like, that, you know, I like cheese. And she just screamed at me on the phone. I like cheese. I am going to eat cheese. You can't take cheese away from me. And I was like, whoa, I never said anything about cheese, nor have I ever said anything about cheese. All I did was say, if you're, you know, but you have to be careful of those triggers, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but one of the things I've heard on a few have is I don't have time to go to the gym every day. I've heard that a million times. It's like, when have we ever said or recommended that people go to the gym every day? We've never recommended that, but that's probably what they're assuming and hearing when you're, Mm -hmm. when you talk about the gym. Mm -hmm. So kind of reframing that and being like, you know, a half an hour, three times a week would be a really good starting point or be a really good um, effort on your part. Do you think you could do that? So those back to those little bites and finding where somebody is. Um, and if you are going to talk to your your people that you love, be aware of those triggers with them, because it's it's unproductive to hit them where it hurts. You know. Well, and also remember, if the end goal is to get them to change, it might not be important 
to even push that conversation. It might be more like do the subliminal, do the, you know, put the vegetables on the table, put, put the walk in the plan, put, but don't talk about it. Don't, don't bring it up. Don't force it. Don't make it and wait because sooner or later it might click in them. It might turn the tide in them. And if they ask, you can answer. But if you force feed it, you're just going to get pushback. Over and over and over again. Yeah, don't don't ever force this stuff on someone. You don't want to turn them off. Exactly. Well, and, and that's the whole reason probably they're not doing it to begin with. So we have role modeling. We have meet them where they are. You know, uh, don't force it. What else you got? Um, how can I say it? Um, tie it to things they enjoy. You know, um, people have other hobbies outside of the gym. Lots of things. And if you can help them understand like, oh, if I do the gym, it might make this hobby feel way better for me and I'll be better in that. They might change that mindset, change that attitude. We see it all the time in the people who come in and go, well, I want to get better at rock climbing. I want to get better at pickleball. I want to get better. I want to take this hike. I want to, you know, they, they create some active goal in their life and realize, oh, I can't do it, but my friend is doing the gym thing and they're succeeding or beating me at it. And, and so that's how you can kind of help them see that. And then what you just reminded me of, this is one of the trickiest things. And I'm not even sure our clients understand this sometimes is people will come in and be like, well, I want to get in shape, but I don't want to get hurt. And I, and they associate exercise with getting hurt, especially in a gym. Mm -hmm. And it almost always is the opposite. It's really hard to tell someone that they have to kind of, find it themselves but if if there's a way to model that or to guide them you'd be like you know I've found with myself and that's another key if you bring stuff back on yourself then there's not a lot of judgment I know when I started working out my knees really hurt and then when my legs got stronger I found that my knees stopped hurting and it was really crazy or I used to get these and this is me I used to get these cricks in my neck all the time like I'd sleep funny you guys all probably had it and when I started weight training, that went away and it never happened again. And it's crazy, but it's just those little things. So if you have someone that's constantly complaining about their back or their knees or, or, and they just say, well, I'm just old. You know, I found with me, once I started doing this particular activity, that pain went away. And that could be really motivating for someone. Mm-hmm. And it kind of counters that assumption that you're going to get hurt when you move your body. You can, I guess, but remember, you can get so much pain by not moving your body. Well, it's one of the things they talk to with pain research and then just awareness is when you're up and moving, your body becomes more aware of what it's doing and aching. Um, That's why you don't feel pain sometimes when you're sitting because it's not checking in on that. It's doing other things. And so that's why the moment you get up and start moving, it starts hurting. And so that can be your sign of, oh, wait, if I get things moving, I'll actually feel better when I go sit. And I'll actually get out of those pain structures and all the things Robin just talked about. Like that's, that's the big thing is like when you start 
getting the body aware of like, oh no, this discomfort I'm feeling is actually building me to not be in pain and not have this problem. It's, it's one of those things that, oh wow, this actually starts to work and feel way better. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, that's the kind of sneaky thing that you can kind of not, yeah, trick people into actually feeling better. You can um, do, you, especially with someone you live with or are visiting, like you guys know the warmups we do in class. If someone's saying, oh, my back just hurts. It's like, hey, why don't you, you want to try, you want to do my stretches with me? Mm -hmm. You're not dragging him to the gym. You're not making him go on a run. You want to just sit here on the floor and do some 90-90s with me? It might make you feel better. There, you've opened the door. Mm -hmm. Right, and then so that's physical pain, and then I want to continue. And if you know somebody that is in physical pain, but what about those people that you know are just in a bad place mentally or emotionally? They've suffered a loss, they've gone through a, a divorce or a breakup or a death, or they're grieving or whatever. And you're like, I don't know what to do for them. Go for a walk, or do some stretchies with them, or take them to make them a nice, healthy meal, like. These are ways that you can kind of help them, but also kind of show them that this will make you feel better. Mm -hmm. So it's another kind of little entryway, like a little opening that you could take. Mm -hmm. Do not lecture people about how exercise will help their mental health. I'm telling you, that's not going to help you. <laughs> that's not going to get you anywhere. But just know that it will. And so maybe try to find those opportunities. Because they, they are surely being lectured elsewhere. Yes. So open, basically open the door to them. And yeah. the more you offer, the more you, the more you give them opportunity, the better they're going to. And do it with them. Yeah. People want to connect. It's a great way to connect. And that's, that's why we, we do what we do in the gym. Yeah. It's why we drive connection. It's why we have group class. It's why we introduce you to other people around the gym is so that you do have that you do have that accountability system or that connection system that keeps you coming back um, in all that we do. So that's, that's the other sneaky thing that you can, you can build within the people that you care about. And bring it back to yourself. Like, oh, you know what? I have to get some steps in or I haven't done any exercise today. I'm, I'm just going to go for a walk. Would you like to go with me? There you go. Exactly. And, and don't put their nose or disbelief or um, grumpiness on you because it's not your fault they just don't see the light yet no and, and that's and that's totally healthy and fine it's just the way people are yeah yeah it's fear most of that is just fear yeah. and the unknown and all that and yeah. then that's not a reflection on you the reflection is only how you react to that yeah so if you just let that ride there you go just create those opportunities Exactly. And they'll, they'll come around sooner or later when you've created enough opportunity. So speaking of creating opportunity, let's talk about some that you, that we've done. I know, I know that I'm going to keep, keep bringing it back, but, <laughs> um, we, I just brought up one, you know, you have your, your stretches that you maybe you do every day or that you should be doing every day or some of your CrossFit homework. Um, do try to rope someone into doing it with you, mm -hmm. right? It's very low barrier to entry, right? It's going to be sitting on the floor. We're going to do a couch stretch. We're going to put our legs up the wall, whatever. You might feel better. That's one. Um, we're talking stretchies? 
or well i was thinking about when we were in lockdown and we had we offered zoom classes and some t people were they were roping their kids their spouses their roommates into the zoom classes mm -hmm. do you remember that oh yeah i remember all that almost everybody had someone they roped in not every time but sometimes mm -hmm. gary, gary had his neighbor friend um we had natalie uh Gustafsons did the workouts as a family, all of that. Um, and then, of course, Dan Brown mm -hmm. started by doing just the warm up. He would come for the warm up and Zoom, and it was it was an opening. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's that's all it takes. It's exactly. A, in, and then the other thing is setting easy goals and milestones around that. So. Like our goal up front was just show up and do the warm up. I don't care if you do anything else. And, and, and for him, it was do that every day of the week. So I was building a habit and an intention, but also making it so stinking simple for him. <laughs> and it didn't matter. I didn't care what he did in the warm up. I didn't care how he did in the warm up. All I cared was he showed up. Yeah. And, you know, and then over time, that's what changed. And anybody, once they get around it and get around the energy and get around the things, they'll, they'll start, that'll start to click. So you just giving the opportunities will give them to click. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Because um, that was literally 10 minutes, walking downstairs and doing something for 10 minutes. Yeah. Consistently every day. And when they start to feel better and they start the ball rolling and the momentum starts rolling, then they'll want more. Yeah. That's how all of us work in some form or fashion. Yeah. Those little successes, those little like, oh, that. Yeah. And then you get proud. They get proud of, you get proud of yourself. Let's say you do show up three times a week to the gym or to go for a walk or jog or whatever it is you do. Good for you. And then that kind of reinforces itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, when you brought this up, it was it brought up a lot of like icky feelings because I I grew up in my family of origin. I know you grew up playing sports and being really active, and I was the opposite. So no one in my family to the, they're just not active people, and it wasn't modeled for me at all. And it and it's you know I found it on my own obviously <laughs> because well for obvious reasons I don't I can't imagine I talk about that all the time. I think about I can't imagine not moving. Like mentally, it would be really, really hard, much less physically. But I have people that I love dearly that don't, they don't have any kind of physical activity in their lives. And mm -hmm. it's just, and, and it, it feels like there's nothing you can do about it. And it's really frustrating. And sometimes there isn't. I mean, you can only try to help so much. Um, so that's tough. But then I've seen so many people in here that have, brought their significant others or their friends or their coworkers and they've become part of the community mm -hmm. much more often than not that happens. Mm -hmm. You have Rachel and Dong He. I don't know who came first, Danielle or Brad, Danielle, Danielle. Yeah. So you can think about, and not just couples, but like Zach's workmates and I don't know, like the Memphis meets people. And it's just, you see it all the time. We see it all the time through referrals and other things like that. Um, and, but it, let me think of how to say it. It doesn't mean that it's easy for any of those people either. You know, um, I know my family, yeah, they, 
the boys, the young kids were active, but all the adults weren't um, and still aren't. And so it's, it's just a little like function of example um, that I think has helped in my family bit by bit by bit by bit by bit. And it's still not, I would say, still doesn't work. If you look at my bigger, broader family and even my close family. Um, but it's one of those where I have found the less I push it and the less I tie it to me, uh, the more they change and come around. Um, and it's the silliest saying of, when the student is ready, the master will appear. <laughs> um, so I think that's the the big thing for you is just just being there for people will trick them into it. And trick's probably the wrong word to use, but you all get what I'm saying. Um, and that's how you can kind of pull them along in this whole game and trick. And, and circling back to what you said at the beginning, I think it is the most important thing is just keep modeling this behavior and and talk about it just as a as if it is part of your life, which it is, um, and just and the benefits, and just and not in a preachy way. No, be the annoying crossfitter that can't stop talking about the gym <laughs> and all the fun that you had, and like, oh my god, I feel so much better, but oh my god, I almost died doing burpees. Blah 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 blah. You know, we all commiserate and do it at the gym. It's okay to do it a little bit at home too. Yeah, and showing people that you don't have to be a, a professional athlete to be physically active either. So, I, And also your diet. I mean, just try to keep that and, you know, keep that up in front of people. And, and not in a, don't talk about it. Like Ben said, just do it. Mm-hmm. Just well, do it. And that's the other thing. Oh, my God. I am so sorry. <laughs> and that's the other thing is, like, Robin said it, but I want to reiterate it. You do not have to be fit to start. Oh. It's, it's the most silly thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but it's just super normal and yes. human. Yeah. <laughs> just remember that. And that goes back to that fear. Just remember everybody's afraid. Mm -hmm. They're afraid to look silly. They're afraid they won't succeed. They're afraid of pain. And, and those are valid fears. Uh, so we have to find a place where you can do this and not fail and not be judged and not. I mean, obviously no one's judged in our gym, but they don't know that. They mm -hmm. don't know that. And I think that's what you need to remind them is, you know, no matter how fit you get, you can still make yourself not feel good working out. And no matter how unfit you are, you can still make yourself feel good working out. Um, and that's the magic trick that we always try and kind of fix and blend and, and guide when we run a class. Like when people ask me, do burpees ever get easier? <laughs> I, I go, no, you just get better at them. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the whole like thing is there's, there's the journey is, is a journey. You don't get, you don't hit the finish line um, in this whole game. Because the moment you tell me you want to squat X weight, the moment you squat X weight, you're going to tell me you want to squat more than that. Um, and all of those things. So reminding the people like, hey, um, it doesn't matter what condition you're in. It matters that you start. And it doesn't matter when you start. Like everybody always goes, well, I should have started years ago, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's already too late. You didn't. Um, and, and the other thing to that is it doesn't matter how you start. Like we've mentioned a lot of things that, to be quite honest, you could do in 10 minutes or less. And if yeah. that's all you did, 
with that significant other friend, family member, blah, 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 um, then you're winning. Like, um, it's one of the biggest lessons I've learned from the teen classes. Holy cow, these kids can't move and do things, but cool, they're here. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we'll make something happen today and get them to enjoy fitness where they haven't ever enjoyed it anywhere else yeah, in their life. Yeah. Um, and that can be your 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 way in or your guidepost in, so to speak. And if you do have someone in mind that you want to bring into the gym, um, we, we've done it all, but we're not the gym where you were going to have bring your friend to class day. Um, and there's a reason for that. We will take your person. This is what you do. You bring your person to us and we will take them and one-on-one -on -one and we will hold their hand and we will learn about them and we will create an experience for them that they'll be able to enjoy. They won't feel judged. It won't be scary. And once they get into group classes, they'll feel much more comfortable and then they'll probably stay longer and they'll get a lot more out of it. So, um, again, um, at the, <laughs> at the risk of plugging ourselves, if you do have someone you want to refer to us, email us or just bring them over to us. And then we, we have that first session you guys all had. And then, um, we'll take them through it and we'll hold their hand and we'll help them and we'll meet them where they are and we can do all that. And for those of you who have asked for those days because you think they need to get the taste, don't worry about that. There's two ways we'll do that. Either we'll handle it in a much better way to get the taste so they're not dead, dying, and never coming back. And if you really want to give them a taste, you can do it at home. Yeah. You, 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 you already know it. Oh, by the way, there's a workout in your <laughs> notes every day at home. And you can simplify it to them. And then they won't even, they'll feel even less judged or less like worried about it. Um, if you, if that's, if in your mind, that's the missing piece, giving them the taste, I will let you know that most likely that won't work. <laughs> but if you try it and it does, congratulations. And if that is your goal for your person, let us know when you hand them off to us. Hey, I'd really like them to get a good taste of CrossFit. Like they don't think it's a good workout or whatever. Well, just give us that information. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I find for most people, it's the other way around that they're, they're afraid to start and, and we can ease them into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not everyone's a good fit for CrossFit. So, you know, but I think most people are, they just don't know it. <laughs> and it's that community building and that, you know, making this sustainable with the social aspect is really important. Well, and, and also remember the difference that we do that you don't see sometimes in the greater community of the one-on-one -on -one work mm -hmm. and the individualized thought process and the, and the, the modifying or over modifying, I would say like it, we emphasize that way more because that tailors their experience to them and to you. So, you know, finding what works for people is more important than finding the perfect solution for people. Because if you don't do the perfect solution, it doesn't work. No, then it's not the, the right thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the whole key there. Like, okay, yeah, they're not doing the perfect thing for them, but they're doing something that's, that's better than nothing. That's, that's going to lead them along that path and that that thing and, and the more you understand that for them the more likely they are to come along with you 
because it'll it'll slide them into into this whole thing um, and get them to go oh wait yeah I could do that or oh wait yeah that that is way more fun than what I've been doing and types of things I'm trying to think if we missed anything oh we missed a lot I mean I would like to talk about maybe one more uh like example of I don't know, my brain's just going mush, but just those examples of people in your life that you're frustrated and how to get that, how to, how to break that ice and how to open that door. Um, but I think we did kind of go over it. The role modeling, start small. And then if you do think that they're ready to, to join you in class, please let us know. Just do a little email introduction. That's probably the best way to do it. Do a little mm -hmm. email introduction, pick your favorite coach or just send it to info and um, we'll just meet with them. It's free. There's no obligation. <laughs> so if they don't like it, they don't have to ever come back. But um, but that's a great way to kind of open someone up. Cool. Yeah. And the only other thing is if you have those questions or like how to, how to get them along that path. I have done it a bunch for people and talked not to the person that they wanted me to talk to, but to, to the, the person who wants them to come and give them ideas like this. Yeah. And I'm sure Robin can do that more than <laughs> even more so. So just, just remember that like it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be done now, but just planting those seeds will make the magic happen in the long term. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I think that covers it. Yeah. So hopefully this helps you. It was a little rambly. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Hopefully this helps you find and help the people that you want to help with their health and fitness journey because you've found success in your health and fitness journey. Yeah. So keep at it, gang. And as always, we're here if you need us. Yep. Bye. Bye.